So how cold did it get in Asheville, North Carolina? Mm, 10 degrees. 10 degrees? In March. Wow. Snow? <laughs> yes, three inches. Man. We're we got, in our second pretend spring. There's okay. like 12 seasons there. Okay. So. <laughs> well, we got down to 28, and I lost my squash. Mm -hmm. And my corn got burned out pretty good, but mm -hmm. we'll make do. Knew I was taking a gamble on squash. Yeah. I planted it in February, and I said, you know what? Yeah, may or may not, and I may not at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do that. But like I was just telling you, right, it's seeds. Yeah. So what? Yep. Start over. Start over. Welcome everyone to the Row by Row Garden Show, the best dead gum gardening show on the radio and the internet as well. We got Miss Tracy in the house from Sakata. Always love to have you. Always here. fun. Yeah. She is a, a wealth of knowledge for the seed industry. Been in it for a long time. 25 years. 25 years. And you've been with all the big players out there. Yeah, Home Garden. Home Garden. Yeah. And now you're with Sakata Product Development. Yep, going on 12 and years. And we love Sakata. Me too. <laughs> we love Sakata seeds. If you notice on our website, a lot of our seeds are Sakata seeds, and there's a reason behind that. They do such a wonderful job with the breeding program, but not only that, they give us good information. That's one of the problems we find with some of our wholesale seed delicious. We don't get good pictures. We don't get feedback. They just give us a little bitty blurb to describe it. We need more than that. Well, you know, and that's why you know, I used to be a you, right? I was yeah. in your position of having to sell the stuff from all these different breeders right. all over the world. And the truth is most people are breeding for commercial, big commercial right. farms. And so it's important that there's divisions like we have at Sakata that can really focus on what's good for the home gardener. Yeah. And Great partnership with you guys. Yeah. We really appreciate it. It helps us to help you be more successful growing your own food. Because mm -hmm. what it does is it does bring those varieties that are successfully grown yeah. into the home market. Right. So, yeah. Yep. All right, so what have you got going on in the garden? Anything? Well, <laughs> after the 10 degrees in snow, yeah. I realize I'm kind of behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. So I'm making my order today while I'm here and Good I'm taking deal. your seats home. Good deal. And I'm starting. And when you told me what you're going to talk about today, I was pretty excited because it's container gardening. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorites. Before I moved back down here, <clears throat> I was in Philadelphia for about 15 years. So we had little, <clears throat> excuse me, postage stamps. And all I did was container gardening. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do some of that this year and sort of ease my way back into it. Mm -hmm. So container garden and raised beds is what I'm going to concentrate There is on. no excuse why anybody should be able to do yeah. some sort of garden, mm -hmm. whether it be raised bed or container garden. Yeah. So that's what the focus today is on container gardening because there's so much new things out there and new information out there. And not only that, but these plants have been specifically developed for container gardening. There are. And when you take that, though, with really looking at a plant's natural habit, mm -hmm. there's so many options. So you don't have right. to limit yourself to things just grown or right. bred for containers. Right. But we are focusing more on mm -hmm. that type of thing these days. Now, some things are not conducive for container That's gardening. That's true. And we'll talk about that as well. <laughs> yeah. But we want to focus on people being successful on that. And we're also going to touch on raised bed gardens a little bit, too. Because you know what? I classify that <laughs> as a little bit different. Raised bed it garden is. versus it's container. container, but yeah. I mean, extra large, extra, yeah. extra large yeah. container. Yeah. yeah. Some things work with raised beds that don't work with container mm -hmm. in, in my scope Well, between those two things, though, really, I mean, you've got like 90% of what you might want to grow. Mm -hmm. You can do in one or the other. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So let's dig right in. Okay. My first thing I want to talk about, tomatoes is the most popular crop grown. Mm -hmm. I was going to say vegetable, but we know it's not a vegetable. <laughs> it's the most popular crop grown for the home gardener. Yeah, by far. And Sakata has developed this line here that I am impressed with. I keep harping and harping over it because I think everybody should experience the Little Birdie series little of tomatoes. I named those. Did you? <laughs> I did. Well, you did a good job. <laughs> red Robin. Yep. Red. Rosy Finch. Mm -hmm. Rose color pink. And Yellow Canary. Yep. Yellow. All cherries. Mm -hmm. Really unusual. I mean, there are a few out there like this on the market. <clears throat> Not all three colors like that. Mm -hmm. Super, super compact plants. Mm -hmm. Really, really early. Like three weeks earlier than a normal tomato. Yep. So let's talk about rosy finch first. And you know what? Let me get everything down here. We can get this. I don't know why, because I love the red robin, but I, I grow more of this one than I do any of them. Is it the flavor? I guess. <laughs> In your opinion, does this one outperform on the flavor? On the Well, to me, these rose pink oh. colored tomatoes in general. Okay. Tend to have a different flavor profile, so mm -hmm. it's probably one that you like, and that, and I do, I do like them yeah. as well. So I just found it, and I really didn't do and it consciously. The color consciously. is gorgeous. They are. I didn't do it consciously, but I just found myself uh, growing this one more here. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got rosy finch. We got yellow canary. Now we're on this one as well. Love this one right here, mm -hmm. and it has that bright yellow fruit. Yeah, to it. it's Man. not like a dull orange gold. It's no. like. Yep. Very and yellow. then the last one of the three is going to be Red Robin. Red Robin. Which is that bright red mm -hmm. color here. Mm -hmm. This is one I'm really going to go out on a limb this year. I got a bunch of these already planted. Oh, yeah. Now, would you classify this as a semi dwarf or just as a dwarf? Or how would you classify this? Because the, it's the, actually like a super compact dwarf. Yeah. It's like the, if people that's never seen this, this is something you've never seen before, is the way these plants grow. You really need to know what to expect because if you plant them and don't know what to expect, you might think like, okay, where is it? What mm -hmm. else is it? Did it stop? What's it going to do? Right. Because honestly, they get about this tall mm -hmm. at full maturity. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. So eight to 12 inches, mm -hmm. it's not going to go above that. Right. And, and that's it. Load, but it's loaded. <laughs> loaded with yeah. fruit. Another thing too, we talk about 45 days to maturity, mm -hmm. right? So more towards 50. Okay, well, I was talking about 45, and then we talking about from the time the plant goes into yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which, like, that's a good solid three mm -hmm. weeks mm -hmm. before you're going to get any other tomato. Right, right. But they keep going. Yep. Now, the fun thing about them, too, is with that, or this is what I like to do, with the plant size so small, I like to, whatever I'm planting them in, plant one of each, all mm -hmm. three together, mm -hmm. and then you got this nice little rainbow. And yeah. we're going to talk about a few other things, too, that you can do that yep. with. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's very uh, ornamental. The weird thing about this plant to me, and you can expand on this, but the stalk on it that's toward the bottom of the plant will put out roots. Yeah, it will. <laughs> I mean, you, you want to plant this thing deep. Deep, yeah. But this is one of them weird kind of plants that you can add soil to it after it comes up and starts growing, mm -hmm. and it'll encompass that, mm -hmm. and it'll root out into it, which I normally would recommend with a regular tomato plant. Yeah. But this one, you can actually do like, kind of like a potato. You can add soil. You're right, yeah, that's And those true. roots will actually they just keep going. And it. it's really, it's, it's interesting because that plant is so tiny, and like I said, if you're not used to it, you're like, what is that? But it is so aggressive mm -hmm. and healthy that that's what you see from it. Right. 
Now I've got something right here that I kind of wanted to show everybody. Okay. This is our three gallon. Oh, that's cute. Root pouch. Now this is a fabric here, which you know, I tell you in case you didn't know this. This is some research I've done on this. I've done some research, my own research on these mm -hmm. fabrics, and I'll get your thoughts on that. When these things first come out, I discount them. I said nobody wants that. But after I grew out a few times, and I realized that the air or the carbon the dioxide on being able to breathe yep. makes a huge difference in these fabric pots. Mm -hmm. The mold and mm -hmm. the mildew that mm -hmm. you don't get in these. Right. I have a few of these, especially when I was in the city. These were mm -hmm. great. Because there's some you can hang on the Oh, you could hang this, really. You yep. could hang on the wall. And you don't have to worry about getting waterlogged because mm -hmm. it will drain out the sides. Mm -hmm. So these things actually produce a well, mm -hmm. healthy plant. Mm -hmm. Now, what we got here is the three gallon, which I think is a perfect size for some of these little birdie series. Now, if it were me, I'd put one of each in there. I'd shove three in You'd there. You'd shove three I in would, this one? But I wow. like things full. Right. <laughs> so. But they, they, you can grow these in real small containers. Yeah. I mean, you could keep one in let's like a little six inch pot. Let's look at this right here. So we got the gallon <clears> here. Now, that would be perfect for one. Yep. So yep. right there, let's see if we get around where everybody can see this right here. Mm -hmm. This is the one gallon. And that would be perfect for Yeah, that would be really cute. And if you're doing three, the rainbow, as you say, mm -hmm, go with mm -hmm. a three gallon here. And while we're touching on the subject here, y'all see that pot medium there? That's got a little bit bigger clumps there of pine bark in there. And that is okay for a potting soil. Now, you don't want that in a seed starting mix because you mm -hmm. want a very fine seed starting mix. But it's okay if you get a little of those bigger clumps in a potting soil. See that? See that? Well, see again, that? it helps with that aeration. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good potting soil. Mm -hmm. All right, so that would make a wonderful pot. Now, I'm going to tell you something else I love to do. I know this is, you're going to find this kind of strange. I don't know. i got a stranger for you after yours. <laughs> I grow a lot of these little birds. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a 162 just about full out right now, and I'm going to do another planting on them. What I do is I take these root pouches, and I pot those little birdies up, and every time I get a visitor over, I love to give them one of those. Oh, that's they cute. They make wonderful Good gifts. Good gifts, yep. 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 Especially if I've got somebody that's never gardened before much and they want to, I know they can be successful yeah, doing these right that's here. that's true. That's a great idea. Yeah. They make just absolute wonderful gifts. That's cute. All right, let's get this back up here. So before I knew about those, another cute way that I've done the little birdies again in the rainbow is they're really cute in hanging baskets. Mm, and I've there aren't a lot of vegetables that are really good for hanging baskets. Right, right. But they're perfect for it. Yeah, I hadn't even, really hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. All right, so let's move into peppers. Are you ready to get into peppers? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about Miss Lola? Lola, if I had to choose one pepper that was my favorite, mm -hmm. if I could only grow one, mm -hmm. that's it. Lola banana pepper. Lola banana containers. pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, I grow this in a, let's talk about this. We talked about this a little bit. I tend to see when people start out with container growing, like oh, I'm just gonna go to the big box and they have like 14 to 16 inch pots, 14 to 16 inch round pots, mm -hmm. right? This right. tall, this big round. Well, that's great for a lot of things and, and particularly for peppers. Um, but if you take a little bit of time and get creative and think about the plant habit and think about how you're, how it's going to mature and what you're going to pick and stuff, there's such a plethora of, of containers out there that'll work that it really pays to sort of match the container to the type of plant mm -hmm. and you're going to get be much more successful. So we right. can talk about that as we go through these. Right. But Peppers and Lola, that 16 to 18 inch is going to be your ideal. Okay. 
And would it, you recommend the three gallon for this right here? Do you want something bigger? Bigger. Bigger than this? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, you can do it. And that's the other thing. Like you can, you can do peppers in mm -hmm. small things like that. But if you just really want to get the yield, just go up a little bit. Because in size. you got to keep this going all summer it long. It will keep going until frost. Yep. Great. So. All right. Arapaho. Another oh, one. Arapaho. All I, of these peppers. I was, I not say that. What's that? Arapaho. I was going to let you Arapaho. do that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I named that one too. Did Sorry. You? <laughs> yeah. Um, all these peppers, what I love about them, because some are hot and some are sweet, is just how beautiful they are. So again, for container garden, you know, it's usually going to be like on your back porch or mm -hmm. your front porch. It's ornamental. Mm -hmm. So these both, they start out like, uh, this is like a yellowish color. Mm -hmm. Then it goes to orange and then it goes to red. You can harvest it at any of those colors, eat it at any of those colors, and they're all going to eventually be on the plant at the same time. Wow. It's just beautiful. This one is very early. It's a cayenne type. But what does Arapaho mean? Where did you get that name from? Oh, it's a Native American name. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for cayennes, I used to string them. Like you used to string the little ones, you mm -hmm. know? I used to string them when my grandma was a little tiny. Mm -hmm. but, but we also string the cayennes or put them in vinegar. Hmm. It's a really good thing, too. Yep. But these are super good for pots. Again, this one is a little bit smaller plant than Lola. So, you could put one of these into... Okay. Bag. Okay. Or good you can go up to like a 16-inch. That's good information. So just to give everybody a little bit more, when she tells you something, you need to be writing this down. She has a <laughs> horticulture degree for Clemson and is a just, I take all of her. When she tells me something other, I never question it. I say, that's what it's going to be. Can I take you home? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Now, I know you love this one right here. Yes. Ruby so Delight. Delight, we have a whole Delight series that's mm -hmm. new. So Ruby... They're called lunchbox peppers. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those items that we bred because it's what the grocery stores wanted. Mm -hmm. But then if you go to the grocery stores, you buy these bags mm -hmm. and they're the little sweet, sweet yep. lunchbox peppers. Snacking all, peppers. Snacking peppers in all three colors, red, yellow, and orange. And they cost a fortune. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So, but they're really sweet, really easy to eat, really good for kids. A compact plant. Very compact plant. So this would work good well in the three-gallon plant. Yes. You could do one well. and one of those. Yep. Or you could do my little loving to do a rainbow, one of each. Right. And again, like a 16 to 18-inch pot would be mm -hmm. good for all three. And the ruby is for the color of this plant, this, this pepper. For pepper, yeah. yeah. The ruby is because that one is red. Okay. And that leads us to? The lemon. Lemon. Yeah. Which is a more lemony color. It's not like the dark, dark. Same series of peppers. Same series. So the key is that we're making sure that they're all a similar plant mm -hmm. habit and they all mature at a similar time mm -hmm. and that the fruits are all similar so okay. that you can grow them all together if you yep. want. Which leads us to orange. Orange, yeah. Orange delight, same thing, yep. just orange color. And that mm -hmm. goes, that gives us our rainbow. Yep. Yep. I'm noticing a theme here because we have the next <laughs> one's rainbow too, but these so, are good. So these are hybrids here. So they do yep. offer, they do offer some disease resistance there. Yeah, and they, they're, they're gonna yield better. So mm -hmm. a lot of sweet peppers, you don't really get a lot of peppers. So right. if you grow some of those really old sweet peppers, uh -huh. you're gonna get a plant and you're gonna grow it all summer and you're like, great, I got two peppers. Yep. <laughs> so the hybrid really helps with that. Cinder jalapeno. Cinder jalapeno. So do you like jalapenos? I do like jalapeno. It's not my favorite, but I do like jalapeno. <laughs> we always grow jalapenos. Yeah. So this one is a little bit, you know, they're, the trend now is for all these, which we have some, these big jumbo ones for poppers and stuff. This is 
not that. This is just more of your small, like if I need a jalapeno pepper to use in cooking, then this is the perfect size because you're not going to pick one and waste half of it. Mm -hmm. And the, the heat level, we test the heat, the Scoville units, right? The heat level of mm -hmm. all of them. And this one is also, it falls sort of right in the middle of it's not the mildest and it's not the hottest. So it's like your good all-purpose, all-around hmm. general good pepper. Good deal. All right, here we go. Orangey All right, sweet. my rainbow. My rainbow's Back again. to the rainbow here. Yeah. <laughs> Another compact plant. Another very compact plant. Another one that's perfect. One plant in your bag or three in a slightly larger container. Mm -hmm. um, these are Hungarian stuffing peppers. Mm -hmm. So these are perfect for appetizers on the grill. You cut the little top out. Core it out. Core it out. Stuff it with whatever you want to. I mean, you don't have to stuff it. You can eat it regular too. But that's just like the coolest, cutest way to use mm -hmm. them. And which Right on red. Right on red. Yep. So again, they're all hybrids. So they're bred to be similar plant habits, similar maturity, and similar fruit size and yield. Mm -hmm. So that if you want to grow them together. I grew all three of these last yeah. year. In fact, I think I got some plant this year. How I did you prepare them? Same way. We love roasting them on the yeah. grill. That's mm -hmm. my, on the grill one of my favorite ways mm -hmm. to eat peppers. Yep. Super cute. Yep. Yes to yellow. Yes to yellow. <laughs> Same thing there. You can have your yellow. Yeah. You know, I'm not into really presentational cooking, but if you were doing some kind of fancy catering or right. anything. Man, and that's what real these really took off. Yeah. Because we'll do, well, you know, you're doing this with us now. We'll share recipes mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, this is one of the first ones we developed for sort of that right. market. All right. So, Tracy, we have covered the peppers there. Yes. And you know what? This is not a pepper, but I want you to try this right here. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is something that is very unusual. We're just going to take a little break. Is that okay? Okay. This is tomatillos. Do you oh. like tomatillos? Yeah, I guess. This is roasted tomatillos. What is that in? Is that water it's oil? It's in its own juice. Oh. But I want you to taste these because this is pretty much, I'll, I'll let you get you one out. This is pretty much, you're going to be really surprised. I've never seen this. Did you make these? I did not. A friend gave those to me. All right, is this weird? I'm on camera. I always smell things. Well, you that hold it just a minute before you partake. Okay. okay. <laughs> In the spirit of peppers, we thought we would doctor it with a little hot oh, sauce. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> You're so, this to me. so, this is what I thought we would do. We got two different ones here. We got Mr. Okay, you did not warn me about this. Queen. I'm going to tell you this right now. You did not warn me. <laughs> we got Queen Majesty oh. there. And then we have another one there. I'm going to let you pick your poison. I am the last person this that is, you should be doing this with. This is 71,000 Scobills oh right God. here. And this one right here is uh, Jekyll and Hyde. It's 109,000 All right, well, scoobies. I'm picking the You're picking that less one? one. Okay. Just a dab. Yeah. Okay. And this says cocoa. Yeah. So we've got chocolate in we, it? Oh, it's got pineapple juice in it. Yeah. Plums. Yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, and it's a little... It's, it's, it's pours real easy, so be careful there. Oh, man. Normally, I would say no. You know, you... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a hot person. No, I'm not either. But I've got more. I, yeah? I partake in it pretty well. Well, this has got a lot of ingredients that are yeah. not just pepper, so maybe yeah. we're going to do it at the same time. They can see oh, our face. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be bad. 
So they're roasted, roasted they're tomatillos. They're roasted tomatillos. Now I'm going to tell you, this is on my to-do list for this coming year. Is that not delicious? Oh, it's neat. I like the texture. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I've never eaten anything quite like that before. I've never had one of those before, like prepared mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That's of course, cool. I just see them in our trials and the big giant right, right. plant. And, and the thing is, one big giant plant, is that Super Verdeo? <laughs> what not would be a tasting without doing a little plug for the there tomatillo. We go. <laughs> but one plant of that, I swear, will give you so many. Oh, you could yeah, do yeah. a dozen jars now, of these. Now, I've never grown these much. Yeah. So, do you have much experience with them? It's a really, really long season. I it's don't have a whole bunch of experience, but it's a really long season. So, but you could is, do it here. It is in the nightshade family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Okay. So, we did that one. So, we got to step it up one up. Because <laughs> you got to admit, that wasn't bad. I mean, it, I mean that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to the joke on the hide. Oh, you're going to make me try that one, too? Yeah. Oh, boy. See if I can get just a, this is a lot thicker, so this is. It is, okay, yeah. well that's good. Just, just do you a drop on there if I can give you some advice. Oh, yeah. If I fall over oh, you're gonna and I fine. go down there. You're gonna, you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine. Mm -hmm. Anybody that knows me and sees this is not gonna believe this. Oh man, you did that perfect, man. What a perfect <laughs> drop. It's like an olive. Yeah. All right. You can see the black on mine right there is the actual roasted part of the tomatilla. That's interesting. All right. It's kind of like eating a raw oyster. It's hard to get on the... <laughs> it is a texture of a raw oyster. It is very good. Now, that's a little more heat there. It's a completely different flavor, though. Yeah. Yeah. And the heat's at the end. Thank you for having water. Yep. All right. So, as we move on, let me get these back out of the way. We've Ooh. been there, done that. I like first and better. You like the first one better? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first one was more flavorful. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, the second one packed a lot more heat. These are neat though. Yep. I've seen something new today. Roasted tomatoes. Yep. Could you imagine how juice. good that would be on a taco? Oh yeah, that's perfect for tacos. Yep. Yep. All right, so we, we're done with that. Let's All move right. on. And by the way, you champion through that. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> people that know me, you're not going to believe that. Let me tell you. All right, let's get, let's get into the lettuces. Okay, lettuce. First of all, my favorite thing to grow in containers, bar none. Mm -hmm. Second of all, going back to what we were talking about earlier, thinking a little bit about what type of container works best for what type of crop. What do you grow your lettuce in? Oh, no, so this is me. I've come full circle on lettuces. <laughs> I used to grow them in the ground. Oh, okay. I don't grow any lettuces in the ground. Oh, anymore. I don't either. Mm -hmm. And one reason is I keep them so much more cleaner in mm -hmm. containers. Yep. I use, we have an indoor growing kit. I grow them oh, in gosh. those and I also grow them in containers. Mm -hmm. and, indoor and growing kit is a great way to grow them. My boss grows them in the raised beds. Yep. Yeah. Um, my favorite way to grow them is in bulb pans. Oh. So, bulb pan is just a pot that's very shallow but it's a larger, sur <laughs> larger surface area, um, which is perfect for lettuce. Yeah. And the reason is most of these lettuces, you can cut when they're little, you can cut when they're teenagers, mm -hmm. and you can let them grow to pet, you know. Now this is a romaine. Red Tide, is that? We got it. Oh, yeah. um, I thought it was leaf. Well, we're going as baby leaf. Yep. 
So growing his baby leaf, it's going to be like this, mm -hmm. but growing as a full head, yeah. it's going to be true red. Okay. Yeah, it's remain. a true red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Which true is unusual. Red. Yeah. Yep. It's a good one. I got a growing right now in my yeah. greenhouse. <laughs> Green tiger. Green tiger is an oak leaf, which is yeah, beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. And it goes well with the next one we're going to come up with. Which is? Red dragon. Oh, yeah. So yep. they're perfect they together. They paired well together. Yeah. If you like an oak leaf, this green tiger, I got it growing as well. I love it. And here we go, the green dragon. Yep. yep. So beautiful together. And ball pans are awesome. Um, hanging baskets are awesome for this. Yeah. And then, like you said, indoors is really oh, fun, yeah. too. Yep. Right, so let's I can't ever let my lettuces grow to their full heads because I'm all I'm just cutting it. You know, I did a, a TikTok the other day. I'm on TikTok, by the way. <laughs> I did a TikTok, and I says, if you are going to be growing your own food, if that's your quest to do that, the number one thing you should be growing is your own lettuce. Less. You should never buy another head of iceberg lettuce no, again. Absolutely. So in those years where I'm traveling so much for work because I'm at our own trial, vegetable trials mm -hmm. all over, there are times where I'm like, why am I planting a garden? I'm not here to harvest anything. Lettuce is still the only thing I will always grow. Right. Always. So herbs. Moving into the herbs. Okay. So let's talk about herbs. Dill. We're also, I think, going to talk about cilantro. Basil. Basil. Okay. So. Let's go ahead and group them all. Yeah, here. let's group them all for a few reasons. Number one is it's fun to mm -hmm. put them all in, a con in one container. Yep. Right? And mix right. it up. So you're, it's the same way you would do like flowers. You're putting the biggest, tallest one in the back, mm -hmm. right? And then the others in the front. Mm -hmm. Now with these three, what I would suggest is sort of staggering because your dill and your cilantro are cooler season. So right now. Mm -hmm. And then by the time it gets really warm, they're mm -hmm. gonna peter out. Mm -hmm. And the dill will go to seed. It'll pop up those pretty seed right. heads like Queen right. Anne's Lace. And the cilantro, you're just going to use up and it'll bolt and mm -hmm. you're done. And then the basil. And sauce. then follow up with the basil mm -hmm. in the front. Now, the other one that if you wanted to do three all at the same time is you could add parsley mm -hmm. in with the cilantro and the dill. Yep. And then the cilantro is going to be the one that probably goes first. Yep. And you yank it out. And you, again, you can put the, the basil in yep. its place. I love cilantro. So you don't have the gene. I do not. I do. You do? I do. So it tastes like dishwater, do yep. you? Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Ugh. Okay, Savannah mustard. Mustard. Now, this is one I grew a lot of this year. Yeah. Did you grow it full size? I did. Yeah. And did you cook it? I did. Yeah. It was very good. It's a little mellower than mm -hmm. the, a normal mustard would yeah, be. Yeah, it is. And this is the perfect area for it. Mm -hmm. Anywhere around here is the perfect area. So it's going to be, I like it. A little bit smaller so I'm cutting it sort of like a baby leaf like a baby leaf mm -hmm. and that's what I love about this one is number one super easy and a super small pot so again that same any, any of these pots right. would work right. for this so with a ball pan because again any of these mm -hmm. leafy greens the more surface area you get it doesn't really need a whole lot of depth and quick we talk about super quick 30 days. super quick boom, boom. yeah all top turnip it's another one I grew this year yeah so in the name, mm -hmm. it's a hint, right? right? All top is for turnip greens. Right. Do you like the roots? I don't. I don't either. Much. I, <laughs> I, don't I either. really don't. And that's one reason I grew it. However, it will make a root. It will. Later on in life. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if you cut these early on, it's going to pretty much be all yeah. top. But if you do leave them, you will get some root. Yeah. If you want it, yeah. <laughs> you can I, get I'm, it. I'm like you. I don't care for yeah. it either. Yeah. So again, all right now is a perfect time for these, mm -hmm. right? And you can double up. You can do them now, let them go till it gets a little too hot, and then do yep. it again later yep. in the fall. All right. Now this is a good one right here. Here in the college. South, we love our collards. I know we do. Yep. And you know what? The, the misconception is you can grow collards in a container. Yes. And have plenty to eat. And the misconception, I think, just goes back to what was traditional, mm -hmm. right? So my whole life, the only way I'd ever even seen a collard was my granddad had it in his traditional giant backyard garden. They got up to his waist. He yep. cut one plant down, and it filled a black garbage bag. Yep. Well... That can go in container. Mm -hmm. It can stay about this big around, about this tall, and you just keep cutting it, kind of like lettuce. Yeah, and you cut it a lot smaller than yeah. we used to. Mm -hmm. yep. Not necessarily as a baby, but above no, a baby. No, it's and more than a teenager, a young adult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kale, same thing. Blue Ridge kale is the superfood. It is, it is. Have so, you ever made chips out of it? I have not. I have, and yep. this is a really good one to do that with okay. because of the texture of the leaf. Yep. It's really good. And this, again, this one's ornamental. It's got that mm -hmm. neat color tinge to it. But really, right. when you combine this one with the collards and the Savannah mustard, I mean, you, you, each you one is a like a salad, slight... You could do a salad bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, And they're all slightly different shades of green, which I think is very pretty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blue Ridge Kale, another good one for containers. All right, so now we're moving into something a little bit different here. Okay. We're going to do something a little different that people may not think they can do with containers. Okay. But you can do... Oh, yeah. And we have two different ones here. One is yours, which is the jambalaya, yep. which we, if, of the traditional okras out there, this one is going to... Uh-huh. <coughs> this one's going to... Uh, Delayed reaction. stings a little on end on it. The jambalaya is going to produce quicker and shorter yep. than any other of the traditional ogres, which lends itself to being good for containers. Absolutely. And if, raised beans. Yeah, if there's any okra, that's going to be the first one you go to mm -hmm. if you just want to do, try it in a container right. in a raised bed. Right. I just did a trial of this down in Florida, mm -hmm. and we did that. We put it against a lot of others just to see, like, is it truly, is that habit truly the tightest, smallest, comes up the earliest, keeps going. Mm -hmm. And it is. This thing, will, this thing will start out this big, and you've already got pods starting yep, out. Yep. So and it doesn't get, at full maturity, it doesn't get near the height. No, no. Green Fingers, which is not yours, but also is a dwarf variety mm -hmm. right here that lends itself well for yep. containers as well. We're yep. a big believer in the jambalaya. Now, i tell you this, we, and we'll touch on jambalaya in just a minute because we've had some people in the last year complain. Yep. about jambalaya, and they said they got too woody on them. And this is what I the told okra? the okra. I says, if you do not want to produce okra, do not plant jambalaya. If you want to plant an okra that you have to cut once a week, you want to plant another variety. Yeah. Because the jambalaya is so prolific. And fast. And fast. Yeah. It will outgrow on you if you're not planning on cutting it every other that is, You're day. absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. And and I had that, like I said, that trial I just did, putting up against the others. If you looked at the data where I had people out there harvesting every other day, mm -hmm. and you got to be on it, yep. or all of a sudden I'd look at that it's picture and I'm like, that's you. gone. Yep. Yeah. All right. Most people won't think about this right here. Beets. Beets. Oh, I love beets. Beets. Yep. You know what? Beet, this year I have learned that beet greens are 
awesome. Beet greens are awesome. So this is dual purpose. You get yeah. the greens and also you get the root out of it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about containers, right? Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to want both. You want the greens and you want the roots, right? So mm -hmm. this is a green that would not be as good in a bulb pan because you'd want something a little deeper than mm -hmm. that shallow bulb pan. I'll tell you what I like to do beets in yeah. is window boxes. Yeah. Because it's just deep enough mm -hmm. where you're not wasting, you know, you don't have a pot this big that it's only going to go, you know, this deep. Right. But, um, and you're going to have, it's just real easy to do a whole big swath of them. And then you can thin it out to where you're going to get the full beets. Right in there. I guess ah, probably this is my favorite. The, yeah, the most popular one is Merlot. Is it? Well, I would say in our business it probably is. It's our most popular. Yeah. And this is one, even for people who do not like beets, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of them, they say they taste like soil, mm -hmm. I guess. Sort of like, I think. It's earthy. Flavor. Earthy, <laughs> yes. But if we're out in the field, yeah. and we, I've got customers out there, if yeah. you ever come out to our trials, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you taste it raw yeah. in the field. Because yeah. Merlin, so beets obviously are mostly sugar right in that root mm -hmm. but we measure the sugar content it's called bricks mm -hmm. right a bricks reading that we do out in the field and um a normal beet that's going to be a good tasting oh that's a sweet beet is about 12 percent sugar yeah what do you think that is uh 18 16 17 yep. wow yep so it is sweet it is that dark it's dark, dark color yeah. to it's it. Beautiful. We know those dark colors are full of antioxidants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite by yeah. far. All right. All right. So let's next? go do these two together. You want to? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gazilla and Green Magic Broccoli, because although they are broccolis, they have two different type slots, I would say. Slots. But yep. they do work well in containers. They do. And again, I think the best container to use for broccolis and cauliflowers, any of those types of things. Again, it's like maybe a large window box. Mm -hmm. So I have these window boxes. Well, actually, they're window boxes, but I keep them on the ground because they're probably about 10 inches wide and about 30 inches long. Uh -huh. And that way I can make, I can plant them like this. Stagger. Yep. Mm -hmm. So your first slot, as they say, would be Godzilla, would be the first one you would plant coming out of spring or going, no, excuse me. The last one in the fall and the first one in the spring would be Godzilla? Well, if you plant them at the same time. Okay. I didn't think about that. Okay. Because then you're going to get yep. green magic coming right. off early. Right. And then Godzilla's going to, you're going to finish eating that and then Godzilla will be ready. That's great. I didn't even think about that. Yep. Yep. Cool. Because green oh, magic yep. were at 55 days and Godzilla were at 70 days. Yep. 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 So just do it all together. And, and keep then... you a supply of broccoli yep. going mm -hmm. on. Cool. Twister cauliflower for you guys that love I love cauliflower. Yeah. This is a good one here because we don't have to worry about protecting that heat. Yeah, you have that cute, let me see the picture you got. Okay, yeah. so I have to show you, we have this cool picture. It is like, you see the name, the, the wrapper is mm -hmm. just this giant twist that completely covers that head. Mm -hmm. So it's 100% protected. Yep, it has that nice crisp oh, yeah. color to mm -hmm. it. All right, now let's move into summer squash. Okay. Just a hair there. We got green zebra. And we got... Comedic. Did you name any one? <clears throat> so this one's not ours, although I okay. wanted to talk about this because okay. I love this type. Okay. And then the Cometa is ours, and I did not name that. Okay. Um, so the reason I wanted to talk about these two is I like zucchini, mm -hmm. but it can be kind of bland, and mm -hmm. then you get a lot of it. So it's like, what are you going to do with so much of it? Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to grow it, 
I want something with a little more oomph. Mm -hmm. And to me, these types are the ones that have a little more oomph in the okay. flavor. Because I think both of these types um, are more of a rich flavor. Complex. They're more complex. Yeah, there you go. They are. The green zebra type is popular in Europe, um, typically because it has more flavor. Mm -hmm. And plus, it's it's pretty. So I like that one. The Cometas, um, that type is... is it's a favorite in Mexico, and it's also a favorite in the Middle East. And again, it's more of a rich, um, it's just a more complex flavor that I think you can do more with. The Cometa, what my favorite thing to do with it is actually stuff them. Hmm. So I even have this special tool. It's a, it was passed down to my husband's family, and right. you, you core out the center, mm -hmm. and then you stuff it with like a rice and beef mixture. And then you just like put them in a pot and steam them. Wow. Super good. Hmm. Yep. Now, would you recommend that for containers? That's leans more toward raised beds. I started to say, now you're moving into raised beds. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there are a few squash out there that were bred to be super, super tiny mm -hmm. plants. But even the bush habit plants on a squash are big. Mm -hmm. So you're better to just go to the raised bed. Yep. Yeah. All right, now we're moving into more slicer tomatoes. Well, we're going to move into slicers, but first we're going to cover. Mr. Shelby here. Now this, in my opinion, should be strictly raised beds in Absolutely, ground. Absolutely, yeah. So this is not well, work for containers. I don't think, I get your opinion on that. I think this is more for raised beds in, in ground. Yes, unless you're one of those people that has one of them gigantic containers. Okay. Like we do have some containers that like, well, some people like to do whiskey barrels. Right. That any of these would be good for that type of yep. container. Otherwise, stick to the raised beds. Shelby is a determinate type. Roma. Roma. Yeah. For you guys that want to make your salsa out, this is it right here. So this one I love. This is probably our my favorite Roma tomato that we have. Mm -hmm. um, old time, the San Marzono. This is a San Marzono type. It's like the big, almost lumpy, right? Elongated, mm -hmm. giant fruit, super good flavor, just the right texture mm -hmm. to cook with. With disease resistance. With disease resistance. I have a lot of these ready to put in the ground Ooh. this week. This is my favorite, so I'm yep. excited now, to see what you think. Compare that next to Taki. To oh, the Tachi tomato. Tachi. Okay, so it's it's a much smaller. So it's more like the kind you would slice and put on a salad. Okay, so it wouldn't be considered a salsa type. Yeah, it. Well, you can make fresh salsa with it. The Shelby. I mean, you can do that with Shelby too. I really like cooking with Shelby. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we're moving into slicers. When we talk about slicers, we're talking about the kind you want to. Slice it, put on that cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> that big variety right there. Yep. And we got a lot of these. This is probably what we're known for. Oh, yeah. Slicer tomatoes is, is our seed line that we do a lot of work with that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and have for years. So there's tons of choices here, right? Oh, and so, yeah. like, it's really hard to say, well, this is the best one because they have so many different types, so many different things that you're trying to do mm -hmm. that it's always good to just plant, right. you know, half a dozen. Right. Now, what we're going to give you today is some varieties that we think would work well in raised beds. Yeah. And that being said, we're going to stick to determinate type varieties. Because yeah. mm -hmm. the indeterminates, as wonderful as they are, can get away from us. <laughs> they can get away from you. Okay. You first, really have to have the equipment. So yeah. even in raised beds, and even with determinants, mm -hmm. I still like to use a cage. Because oh, it yeah, just really absolutely. keeps it, yep. you know, under control. Mm -hmm. So Roadster, out of the ones coming out of our latest breeding, Roadster is one of my favorites. I think it's just got a nice overall good combination of traits. It's super early. Mm -hmm. um, I think like 60, 65 days mm -hmm. um, after you transplant it. Um, it's got amazing color. So, you know, 
a lot of times the color is gorgeous on the outside and when you slice it, it's got that whitish look mm -hmm. like a mcdonald's hamburger mm -hmm. tomato so that's not this this is gorgeous gorgeous tomato sandwich kind of tomato and this came out of our flavor breeding project. So cool. super, super it's high It's wonderful flavor. that the breeders have put flavor back in right. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think this tomato here, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a good fall tomato. Yeah, so this will go way into the late season. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'll keep producing. Mm -hmm. It also has really good um, disease resistance, mm -hmm. especially tomato spotted wilts, right. which is important. Yep. On the East Coast. All right, I want to save my favorite one for last. I know we're your going, favorite. <laughs> we're going to go with this one right here. Bella, Bella Rosa. Rosa. This is a really popular one for you guys. This is very popular. Yeah. And I'll tell you the reason why. I always tell people, if you're having trouble germinating tomatoes or growing tomatoes, okay. or you're a first-time grower, you want to go with the Bella Rosa because those seeds are primed, and they will out-germinate any other seed that we have hands down. Well, I also wonder, too, Another reason it's so successful is it's a really, really good heat set tomato. It is a good heat set and it's a good flavor tomato. Yeah, yeah. I did, a, I tell the story, I did a trial probably 12 years ago, an extensive trial here. And at the time, I put the Bella Rosa up against several different varieties. Back then we had Brickyard. Several mm. different varieties out there. And of all the ones that we trialed, Bella Rosa stood out dramatically above any of the rest of them. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's been my favorite variety up till now. Yeah. And it There's still some is. strong competition coming, though. <laughs> and it still is. However, we do uh, have... This might be your new favorite. We have the Hossinator 2250. And I have a lot of these planted. But this is supposed to be the new Cat's Meow. Yeah. So this also came out of our flavor breeding mm. project. So, again, total concentration on... I mean, to the point where, like, we go to the store. And, you know, now at the store, they have all these high-priced, fancy, different colors, different shaped tomatoes that are, that are really good tasting. Right. But they're going to be in the fancy packaging that are right. three times more expensive. So we went and like did all kinds of taste testing and t flavor profiles to really understand like what do all the best tomatoes taste like and what do we need to pull out of that to create a really good tasting tomato. Mm -hmm. That performs to the standards that anybody can grow it. Right. right. So again, disease package was important. Mm -hmm. This um, plant habit is really, really tight. Too. It's really tight and that helps with people, the less experienced grows, it helps because they don't get as much sun scald. Yeah. If they're if they're struggling to get enough vine there, which a lot of home gardeners do, yeah, that's true. this one is going to be particularly well for you because it has that dense, dense foliage that's mm -hmm. going to help with sun scald. Mm -hmm. And it has it's a big tomato. So it is, it's a big. big tomato. It's over ten ounces. Yep. Easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, that was a great lineup right there. So if anybody's has any questions about what they should grow in containers, they need to rewatch this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, you may not know this, Tracy, but within the set here, there's an old goat. A who? An old goat. And it's oh, not me. Goat. It's not me. I know what you're thinking. Like, but there's an old goat within the set here, and he moves around every week. He moves around, and he appears at different places. Oh, there. So, right there? Well... <sighs> We was going to let everybody guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's what we do every week. And last week, we let, it's okay, it's all right, it's all right. But last week, we had we let people send in their, their answers, and we draw and send them a gift. Oh, shoot. So do that's I so get the good. gift? You get the gift. Okay. So I'm going to let you draw. This is for last week right here. Okay. The people that guessed Ooh. where the old goat was. Okay. Mark B. Mark B. Send us in. Let me put it up here. Mark B. Send us in your address, and we will send you a nice gift from Hoss Tools. How about that? And I'm sorry for those oh, for sorry. next week. <laughs> it's all right. 
<laughs> so we got a couple of uh, things coming up. Pedals in the past, antiques. That we're going oh, yeah, to be going to. That sounds interesting. Oh, man, it's going to be wonderful. That. We're going over to Alabama for this meet and greet. There are going to be some great YouTubers there. Nice. This friends of ours. Saturday, April 23rd, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Where in Alabama? Somewhere in Alabama. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I'm going to look I that up. I've never heard of exactly it. exactly where it was at. It's somewhere <laughs> around southern central Alabama okay. over there. I didn't. I wasn't in charge of the travel interest on that one. <laughs> the next one we have is Oki Homestead Expo that we're a major sponsor of, and it is at the Mayor's County Foundry, Mayor's County Fairgrounds in Pryor, Oklahoma. Pryor, Oklahoma. Never been to Oklahoma. And it I is March the 19th, and it's for three days. We're not going to be there, but we're going to have peoples there. That sounds good. So we're a major sponsor of that. And um, you know what? We always do a corny joke <laughs> for and I got one for you. See, I was so excited. I usually don't get the joke. So when mm -hmm. you said the old goat, I was so excited because I could solve that one. <laughs> so this is a good one. This okay. is one of the better ones for me. Because, I mean, we've had some good corny jokes. But yeah. sometimes they're just a little too corny. But it's, <laughs> why did the straw, why did the baby strawberry cry? Baby strawberry cry. Oh, see? I don't know. His parents were in a jam. Oh. Good one. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> yep. In case you've seen this over here, I'll show Tracy before the show. Roselle hibiscus right there, folks. Yes. We got them ready to transplant. We're probably going to get them out in the next couple of weeks. So this was beautiful in your garden. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous big plant. Yep. And last time I was here, I took home is the blossoms. Mm -hmm. Dried. Well, and they call it the calyx. The calyx yep. was dried. And good tea. Oh, man. Yeah. Jam, jelly, so wine. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's one of our favorite. Another thing as far as gifts, and we always do this right here. I like to grow a few extra ones of these, and I like to give these away as gifts as well. Nice. Yep. Yeah, because I doubt many people know about them. They don't. I learned about they're them They're easy you. to grow. They're easy to grow. Yeah. They're in the Mato family. Yeah. Yep. So there we have it, folks. Great, great show. We thank Tracy so much for being here. It's always, be here always, always, I always learn something. Me too. Always learn something. <laughs> So thank you very much for joining us this evening. Now it's time for you to get outside and get dirty. Okay.